Welcome to the Let's Talk BS podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Sophia, and we're coming to you live from the... 757. Good morning, Brian. Hey, good morning, Sophia. How you doing? I'm doing good. Today was a morning, wasn't it? It's been. It's been a morning. <laughs> trying to get things uh, situated here with the audio and everything, and the visuals. We're trying to get everything rolling. So uh, it's been a little trying, but you know... We Teamwork here. make the dream work, you know? We here. We here. We, <laughs> we here. made it. We made Take it. 50. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, probably like 50 takes, like, oh, yes. close to it. Yeah. Yes, yes, definitely. I'm definitely not a tech-savvy person, so I'm learning as I go. There you go. Nah, me too. That's not a good combination. Both of us can't figure it out. We just be... We figured it out, though. We did. We did. But like I said, I mean, we were not tech savvy. That's why I took 50 takes, you know. So we knew what we were doing probably would Next cut time down on time. Next take 40. There you go. And right. then 30 until we get it right. <laughs> Most definitely. Most definitely. How's everything been going with you, though? Oh, man. Everything's been going pretty good. My kitchen is finally done. Okay. Let's applaud to the contractor. There we go. There we, we go. Got it done, what, in two weeks? There we go. There we go. Okay. It's not so, bad. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy about that. I can cook. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, you've been uh, you've been chefing it up. You've been cooking some things lately. Yeah, yeah. Last night I made uh, some shrimp and chicken alfredo from scratch. Okay. Um, I made some steak and yellow rice and broccoli. I think yesterday or the day before. Okay. Um, That's good. Trying to, I mean, pretty much every day I've been cooking. I've been trying to at least. I got you. Yeah. And so it sounds like if you've been cooking every single day, it sounds like. Um, folks are eating it up because it's not like leftovers for the next oh, day. Yeah, or, no. Uh, no, no, so everybody not, eats yeah. the, that. So that night, it's not the like the only thing that they did not eat up was the spaghetti. And the reason being is because my my the person in my household who eats the most, which is my <clears throat> teenager. Okay, she's not a spaghetti fan. Oh, She'll okay. eat it, but she's not like, oh, give me thirds and fourths. No, real. So it's it's been there for a couple of days, but that was good too. I got you. Yeah, I don't know. For me, man, spaghetti always tastes better the next day. Like I, I, I've, I know that's kind of weird. It, it's it's the the juices soak into the noodles and then it does its thing. Oh, overnight. that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. That sounds that sounds like. I mean, I've never understood why I felt that way, but that sounds plausible. So, so I'll, I'll take it. Okay. So speaking <laughs> of spaghetti, right? Yep. <laughs> do you got do you eat spaghetti as a main dish or is it a side? Oh, it's main dish. <laughs> main dish, yeah. I mean, we put, normally when we do spaghetti, um, it's just spaghetti, and then we'll do, like, you know, like some toast or whatever with it. But, yeah, spaghetti is, is the entree. Okay. Yeah. Sounds See, like you laugh loudly, so that sounds yeah. like you, you, you're a little different. Yeah, where I grew up, spaghetti was a side. Every now and again, you may eat spaghetti as a main dish, but... You either had some fried chicken or some fried catfish. Okay. With your spaghetti. Okay. With some garlic bread, not no toast. Well, gar- that's what I'm. Look, <laughs> come on, man. I was like, I was oh, thinking no. like, I was thinking like, oh, look at you. They try to carry me. I was thinking like Texas toast. Like I, I know my folks out here know what Texas toast is. It's it's basically the same type of thing. It's toast with the you know smothered in butter, and um, oh, you know okay. it's good. You have that you know with spaghetti. You know, I mean, but uh, but no, nah, I, I that's that's that's. I don't know, I think I've ever heard someone say that they've seen spaghetti or eat spaghetti as a side. Like, that's that's new. That's new news for me right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's how I grew up. Okay. You had to have, and, and you still had meat in your spaghetti, too. It of wasn't course, just noodles so. and sauce. Okay, so th- that that there you go. So that makes sense. So you're saying that you even had the meat in the spaghetti and it was a side dish. Because I have seen people do, like, you know, noodles nah. of some type of spaghetti sort as a side with an entree. Yeah. So you're saying they actually had the meat. In the spaghetti, and it was still considered the side. Correct. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah, I didn't. I've never heard that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You from the Midwest, so it must be like a Midwest thing, then I guess. I don't know what it is, honestly. Maybe I guess okay. so. Okay. <laughs> I guess so. You, so when you make spaghetti now, like, do you still carry that on to your home? Like, you make spaghetti as it a depends side? on my mood. Okay. You know what I mean? Because realistically, spaghetti is a real easy dish and fast dish to make. Of course. You of know, course. if you want to get a meal done in thirty minutes, yeah, spaghetti. <laughs> spaghetti is your go-to, right? That is true. So, um, if I'm in the mood to cook, then I'll, you know, I'll make some chicken mm-hmm. or, you know, I'll fry some fish or something like that. Okay. But not all the time. Okay. Understood. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. It's yeah. definitely interesting. Just, I but I usually have like a Caesar salad because that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. I'm a Caesar fan. So I'll I'll have that in addition with my spaghetti pretty yeah. much all the time. But... But that in that situation, the spaghetti is still considered entree, right? If you have a salad with it, right? Of course. Okay, just just check it. I mean, you having some of these weird things, man. I'm just <laughs> I'm just asking, just asking. No, okay. <laughs> and uh, so, and then last week, my um, outside of uh, the kitchen, and then the food that I've been cooking, right? Mm-hmm. My son had his football game. I think I got, I told you guys about it. How the first week he was out there juking, you know, <laughs> yeah. running little kids yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, I seen that this video, week, man. Crazy, yeah. Nothing. <laughs> he sat on the sideline with me. Oh, he did. <laughs> I said, "What in the world is going on here?" Oh man. I said, "You don't want to go play?" I even offered to go on the field with him. For real. Yes, he was like nine in the mood. So then, as soon as we were done. We like got to the car. He was like he wanted to play, didn't he? he no, he was oh. done. Oh, he was done. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, he was tired. Oh, he was knocked yeah, out. He oh, was asleep. Okay, so I was okay. like, okay, well, let me make sure you get a good night's nice rest this Friday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll, we'll try again Saturday morning. Yeah. As long as the rain doesn't uh, that's true. beat yeah. us up too bad. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah, that's that's funny. So my son, he'll do something kind of like that where he'll, uh, you know, he, he'll be all hyped about doing something, right? So mm-hmm. he's like, you know, he, he played soccer and he played baseball. Even tennis, we do tennis with him as well. Um, and so he'll be hyped, like, hey, I can't wait, I can't wait. And then we get there, and he just be like, I like, you don't want to do it. And then as soon as we get in the car, get like drive home, he's like, I want to go play. I'm like, we were just there. You act like yeah. you didn't want to play. And then now we, like, you you, you playing games, man. That's why I be telling you, you playing games, bro. Yeah. Like, you playing games, man. So, nah, I'm sorry to hear about that. Uh, I'm sorry to hear about that. I know, uh, I think last time, last podcast we talked about, you were, Pretty excited at how well he did the first week, so we were really looking forward to seeing what he had the second week. So, you know, hopefully, the third week he'll bounce back this week. You know? I was, but I think after this week, I'm sports out. <laughs> sports, that's right, because you, uh, your daughter, she's playing sports right now too, right? Let me tell you Uh-oh. something. I don't know how these quote-unquote soccer moms do it. <laughs> Well, we've had three softball games this week. Tonight is the actual third night. And the reason why we're having three this week is because of this upcoming hurricane. Yeah. They don't want to extend the season. So they decided to have next week Monday's game tonight. Gotcha. And I am not a softball fan or a baseball fan. I mean, no, you know, no offense to the people who do like the sport, but yeah. it's very boring yeah, it's if you don't know game. what's going on. Yeah, it's a very, it's a and very because slow I game. don't know what's going on, I remember <laughs> last night the ref, the ref said something. And he called something, and everybody was like, "Well, what did he say?" I said, "I heard what he said, but I don't know what he means." So I repeated it, and everybody was like, "Oh, okay." And I'm looking like, "Okay, can you explain, elaborate what he was talking about?" And so, look, I'm gonna jump in real quick because it's funny that that's how I know you don't know much about 
softball or baseball because uh-huh. you called him a ref. He's not a oh, ref. That's what not is the he? name. It's an umpire. Oh, you know, that, that, that's what it's called. <laughs> well, you have, well, you have, what is, what is baseball or softball? They're called umpires. So you was like ref. I'm like, okay, yeah, yep. yeah, nope, yeah. She's nothing. not even talking that language. Nothing. Yeah. Because nothing. I told my daughter, I said, yeah, I'll be there at halftime. She was like, there is no There's halftime. There's no halftime. <laughs> I was like, well, damn. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So, how, I mean, but how, so this is the third game. So they've had two. So have they had any wins or what? What's nope. the no nah, wins? No wins, darn. Nope. Okay. Uh, the first game they got blew out zero to twenty one. Oh wow, twenty one to zero. Yeah. Sheesh. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the second time last night, I don't know what the score was, but from to my understanding, they lost by one point. Okay. And they called the game because it we were out there for two hours and like 15, 20 minutes. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm surprised they didn't call the first game. 21-0. Goodness gracious. Listen. Yeah. We were out there till 8.45. 8.45? Yes. And no then way. that particular night, I had to come home, still still make dinner for everybody. Mm-hmm. And we all went to bed late. So yesterday, what I did was, is I told her, look, your games are extremely long. I said, I'm going to cook dinner before I come. Smart. So then that way, and I got there at what I considered halftime. <laughs> <laughs> when I got there, oh, I watched the end of her game. Yeah, We got in the car and we came home and dinner was prepared. You know what I mean? Yeah. All I had to do was just make plates and we were ready to go. Yeah, that's a smart thing to do. I know typically uh, my, my children, they don't play sports uh, on the weekdays. My daughter, she has... Uh, gymnastics and then she'll have uh, dance she does the both of those and those are on Monday and Wednesday and so typically on those days we try to prepare dinner like ahead of time um, or just maybe I'll go you know with her or my my wife will go with her and then like the other person that's home will you know cook dinner or whatever prepare dinners just so you know we're not eating so late or whatever but that's tough man that's tough yeah. that's tough hopefully you said the game three tonight so hopefully they'll They'll bounce back and, and get a win, you know, tonight. So. And then basketball trials start month Saturday. Oh, for real? Oh, wow. Listen. Oh, wow. So, yeah, you're soccer mom, football mom, and potentially here basketball mom. So, that's a lot. And softball. Yeah. And yeah. volleyball. Yeah. Oh, wow. The list continues. Wow. <laughs> wow. But, I mean, you got to think about it. I mean, that's a lot of folks are, are experiencing that. I mean, you – you told me you played a lot of sports growing up. You played basketball, yeah, I cheer, I did. you know, track. So you did some stuff, you know. I, I mean? did. So, I mean, you know, it's just kind of now you're you're feeling the brunt of what, you know, your parents probably had to endure. I know my parents, I, I played a lot of sports growing up. So that was funny. That was the thing. Payback. That, that's what this is called. That's just payback. And that was the thing. <laughs> my parents were so eager. Like, I was surprised. They were so eager for me to get my driver's license so I can – that's you know, how I feel. yeah. So I can get to the point where I can like drive myself to yeah. all these other places. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because even growing up, a lot of times, um, my mother she was always pretty much flexible because my dad was military, so he was always gone a lot. So also, my mom didn't just have to bring me to practices; she had to bring a lot of my friends exactly. to practices as well. So that was kind of a burden on her. So she was like, Brian, as soon as you get your license, like she would take me get my permit test, make sure I was studying. As soon as I got my license, you know, I was able to drive to school. And then, like I said, like you know, practices. I mean, we had my had a. A Toyota Forerunner. Shout out to the uh, Forerunner crew back in high school. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it's a it's a truck. It's oh, a truck. Okay. Yeah, but um, <laughs> you know we used to, we used to pack up the Forerunner man and, and and roll out you know the practices and games and stuff like that. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, shout out to the Toyota. What is it? Forerunner. Forerunners. Yeah, Forerunner crew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, but that's cool. So that's what that's what uh 
that's what you said had you had going on I guess recently this yeah. week past week that's pretty much it for me I just been playing uh super mom all week okay I'm tired <laughs> I see I can tell yeah mm-hmm. I am I am I wish I had a job I can call into because I would <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, hopefully I mean we got we do have this hurricane coming um coming up here so a lot of times I know you know people just shuts things down and you know there's a lot of not yeah. a, there's a lot of activities that get canceled or whatever so I'm not hoping your son's game gets canceled this weekend, but it probably, I'm thinking probably Oh, yeah, will. I think so. I think the game and the tryouts are going to probably either get delayed or canceled. Yeah, so, so that'll give you the opportunity for this weekend to relax. Yeah, you know? maybe. We'll see. Maybe. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. Yeah. I feel like at that point, you know, there's always something to do. So There we go. I told you, you got to be still, New horizons. Man. You got to be still sometimes, <laughs> man. Look, when God, look, when Mother Nature and God gives you a break, you better take it. Yeah. You better take them That's things, true. man. That is very true. Mm-hmm. So what did uh, what did you do? I think you went out of town, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh we had a, a kid free day, I guess you can call it. Okay, um, I need um, a couple of those. <laughs> a couple of them, right? Yep. Not just one. Not just one. Yeah, that's how I felt. We uh on Saturday morning, we went to um when my mom and my dad came over to watch the kids, um and so Brooke and I went up to uh, D.C. Washington D.C. and I haven't been up there in a couple of years. Um, so it was pretty cool. The weather was gorgeous. A uh, lot of traffic. One thing I hate about driving to D.C. is you got to leave really early or really, mm-hmm. really late because yeah. we end up, my mom was running late. They didn't get to our house till like around like 10-ish, 10.30. So we didn't get on the road till about 11. And we was in traffic, man. And normally D.C. is normally about a, about a three-hour drive from here. And it took us four and a half hours yeah, to get DC's there. DC's traffic is ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's nuts, yeah. man. I mean, they're doing and what's not making they're it doing even construction. Yeah, right? they're doing a lot of construction over there to try to make it better. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, that's just it's just it making takes time. It, to yeah, it get takes there. time. Yeah, so I know I'm always for the, you know, I'm patient because the construction from from the last time I was up that way, I went to uh, Tyson's Corner. Yeah, and the last time I was there, the construction was probably about, let's say. 30 to 45 minutes away from downtown D.C. Correct. So yeah. that that 45 minutes took about an hour, 30. Yeah. Alone. And then it was. The it rest was, of the way was pretty It was pretty cool. Smooth. Yeah. I think it was just the time of day we went. You know what I mean? Obviously, the yeah. HRBT, um, which is the Hampton Roads Bridge Tunnel, for all you folks that are familiar. I mean, it was traffic there. I think it was an accident there. And like every every 20 to 30 oh, minutes, yeah. it was like an accident. So it was just. It was brutal, man. It was yeah. real brutal. So it was uh, a Saturday too. Yeah, so. yeah. It was a Saturday. You better man. start going to Tuesday night shows. <laughs> right. Yeah, I can't help with the show. The show, the day the show happens. But yeah, I mean, I, I would, I would rather do that. Let's try for sure. But um, but not. Nah, it was cool. We got up there. Um, the place we stayed at was gorgeous. Uh, Brooke actually picked it out this time. Um, I'm normally the one that's taxed for that, so she actually picked it out. Um, we went and ate. A nice restaurant. Um, the hotel we stayed at had like a nice rooftop um, bar and restaurant, so yes. it was really cool to kind of you know just kick it for a little bit, and then uh, we just walked downtown a little bit. We went bar hopping um, before we went to the actual show. We went to go see Elton John, and as I mentioned before, like Elton John is not necessarily my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, but she was in that rocket, huh? Now I had a good time. He put on a good <laughs> show, man. Now. I will say, my man Elton is. I looked it up. He's seventy-five years old. Yeah. And this is his farewell tour, so he's just kind of hitting his major cities. He said his last. I think next week he's going to be in L.A. and that's his last um, concert. Yeah, last stateside concert because he's actually from England. So he's going to go. I guess do like a an England like a you know European tour. I guess as yeah. well to kind of wrap everything up for his career. But um, 
He was he was trying to get it, man. You know, he plays on the piano and he sings and he had his band. His band, I will say, was killing it. Like his band was was rocking. It's funny because I thought, you know, when he, you know, with his band and everything, I thought he was gonna have maybe some younger guys kind of like, you know, playing the, you know, everybody playing. Was his age. Everybody was old, but it was killing it though, man. It was it was That's pretty funny. it was pretty cool, man. All right, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Yeah. Sing one song. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Because nah, <laughs> I, 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 first of all, it's, it's a lot of reasons why I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I can't, I can't sing. Oh. First off, okay, and I don't. I only know like a handful of his songs, and I don't know like like I know them. Like they have to be played for a little while. I can't just like out of the blue I mean, start to, singing. To your defense, there's singers who can't sing. So I mean, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. I know Rocket Man. Rocket Man came on. That was my junk. Um, you know, he had a couple other songs came on. It was funny because Brooke, uh, her. Her favorite song from him, I can't remember the name of it. It's on the tip of my tongue, but we were waiting for it, waiting for it, and he he didn't he wasn't playing it. And then she was like, "I gotta run to the restroom." And so she went to the restroom, and they played the song while she was in the restroom. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so she tried to hear, but she kind of caught the end of it, man. But that that kind of you know that kind of sucked a little bit because she we were like she, the whole time we were talking about that song, we were waiting for it, waiting for it. And then the one time she left for like five minutes, it happened. Wow. But I'll say he packed out. It was at National Stadium up in D.C. He packed it out. Um, I mean, it was sold out. It was, it was like I said, it was great. We had a great time. Um, you know, shout out to him. Um, shout out for all the things that. And Brooke, I actually that week leading up to it, she made me watch a movie with her, an Elton John movie, so I can like learn some of the songs and like get more familiar with his story and all that. Oh, kind of okay. get into the the build up of watching or watching the show. You okay. know what I'm saying? So that was that was pretty cool. I learned a lot about him. Um, but yeah, so that's what we did Saturday. You know. After that, we went to, like, this little bar. Um, and it's funny. I think last episode you had mentioned about eating, like, some mature, uh, you know, Ethiopian food. We actually ended up eating some, some later what? that night. No, go back okay. to the original Yeah, you one? see, I got stuck on that one. <laughs> so what? Some er- Eritrean, oh, see? Okay. I know what I'm doing. Second time around, man. Look, second time around. Don't try to come for me, man. Yeah, so we ate some Eritrean or Ethiopian food, however you mm-hmm. want to slice it, how you want to decree it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was good. It was really good. Um you know, it's one of my favorite styles of food. Yeah. You know, I love it. love food from the motherland. Love it. Um, but, yeah, we came came back home, woke up early Sunday morning and drove back home and, uh, you know, kind of got the kids and did, did the normal Sunday thing, relaxed, watch so, football. So, speaking of movies, right? Mm-hmm. Did you see the new Netflix, Jeffrey Dimer? Jeffrey like, Dahmer. Dahmer, sorry. Yes, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm not into scary, guys, I'm not into scary anything. But the way they've been talking about this on social media, yeah, it's it had me interested. So I decided you watched it to try. Well, as I was getting my hair straightened, um, I decided to turn it on. Okay. Well, I think I got through maybe fifteen minutes. Well, let's just say the first African American guy that he brought to his house, mm-hmm. it got to that scene, mm-hmm. and I was like. Yeah, this just looks like it's gonna end bad. <laughs> oh, so you knew you knew it was coming. You knew right, it was coming. and just yeah. you know the creepy music, man. Yeah, I'm telling yeah, you, yeah, the music do kind of tell yeah. you what we're about to do. What, what it does it for me. Yeah. Once I hear that, I mean, you got me. Yeah. I'm, I'm scared. Yeah. I'm, I'm retreating. I'm done. <laughs> you said I'm retreating. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, nah, I haven't. Uh, I haven't watched it. I've, I've seen a lot of folks, like you said, on social media talk about it. I have uh, group text and. There was even guys, you know, saying, man, this is crazy. 
one dude was like, yo, I can't even get through the first episode. He was like, yo, like, it's just insane or whatever. I seen a lot of people talk about it. Um, so now I haven't watched it because for me it's hard. Like, I kind of want to see it. You know, just because everybody's talking about it, at least check it well, out. He targeted African Americans, right? He did that, and then, like I said, in our Men. house, yeah, I know, I know. I, I remember his story. I, okay. I remember his story. I remember that very, very vividly, actually. Oh, see, but I don't remember it. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember his story, but um, it's just tough in my household. Like I said, you know, I got the young kids, yeah. and they're always up under us. And then Brooke, she don't watch stuff like that. I'm with her. So it's like, I it's never really a time that I'm just, like, watching TV by myself. There's normally people around me, you know yeah. what I mean? And so it's kind of like I can't really do that. The only time I'm watching TV by myself sometimes is on Sunday when I'm watching football, and I'm not yeah. going to watch Jeffrey Dahmer. And nobody wants to watch football on. with you. That, that, that's true. <laughs> My son, I'm trying to – he's starting to get along. He's starting to kind of sit up under me. He'll sit with his dad and, and watch football. Sometimes but he's not so watching his, it with you. No, not exactly. not not all the way. Like he'll watch it, he'll ask questions, and then like after he gets bored quick. So after like fifteen twenty minutes, he's asking for his tablet. So he'll still want to be up under me. So I'm watching football, got my little drink, and then um, you know he's up under me with his tablet, watching you know like Paw Patrol or something like yeah. that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, I, it's gonna be difficult for me to check that one out, but I mean we'll we'll see we'll see we'll see what happens. I kind of do at least want to you know see what all the uh, all the uproar is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if I don't think I can get through it I, i'm pretty sure i can't yeah. maya asked me to watch it with her and i was like uh, maybe i don't know i'm just i'm scary yeah nah, i feel just you put it like that i'm scary that's nah. all hands down yeah and i understand that man peekaboo I'm, I'm scared <laughs> you said peekaboo <laughs> <laughs> oh man so oh, what's man. going on so uh what's going on with these rates man oh yeah these rates oh this is uh it's been crazy man this is uh giving me you know, oh seven, oh eight vibes. Mm. You know, what I mean it. Uh, so let's just say on Friday, you know, let's let's let me paint the picture for you guys. So imagine us being in an office on Friday evening. You know, we packing up our stuff. Everything's pretty. You know, for the most part, pretty normal. Yeah, we getting our pack our suitcases up or not our briefcases up. <laughs> uh, we walk to the car, drive home. Things are pretty normal. Get up on Monday morning, new week. You stretch. Go into the office, log into your computer, and then boom. Yep. <laughs> Rates tank. <Yeah. laughs> All time high. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Since two thousand and eight. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember we have we have a thing called MBS Highway where we um we're able to kinda like it's almost like day trading where we're able to watch the rates and watch them move like real time. And so um I had a couple people who got under contract over the weekend and so, you know, Monday we had scheduled time to talk when they got off work to kind of go over rates. And, and both of them were military folks, so they got off around like 2 or 3 o'clock. And so rates literally that morning just went, like like Sophia said, they just started tanking. They got worse, worse, and worse. They went down literally a point and a half in one day. And I can't recall a time where that's actually happened, where the day closed out and rates went under by a point and a half. Like, it was crazy. The stock market did, did horribly on Monday. Um I mean, it's 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 tough. I mean, I really honestly feel our industry, the mortgage and real estate injury, uh, injury industry, is, it was uh, an injury. <laughs> right? Yeah, it was. It felt like somebody <laughs> we, beat we me up. Crippled. Yeah, it felt like somebody punched me by face. Yeah. So uh, I really feel like we're we're in a waking period where I think the next year is going to be pretty difficult. I think I think uh, you know I think the getting was good for the last two and a half years with rates being where they were, and I feel like we're in a situation where you know, they're trying to 
tame this inflation down. So they're trying to get people to stop spending money so they can lower the cost of goods and services. Yeah. And it's just crazy where it's like they're trying to create a problem to fix a problem. And right. it's just like it's going to put people in a, in a bad spot, man. So I'm just hoping that everyone, you know, is positioned themselves to, you know, ride this this uh, this wave that we're getting ready to go through. Um, but I mean, it you know, it, everything has to correct itself. I remember when the pandemic started in March of 2020, I was nervous, man, because I had just um, just recently I purchased uh, like a forever home. Um, so the mortgage payment on it was pretty sizable. Um, our My daughter, my wife was pregnant with our daughter. And she was due in April. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have a new child coming, which, you know, brings new expenses, new responsibilities. And then this pandemic happened. And so there was a lot of unknown what was going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of nervous. Because, um, you know, I'm like, you know, as far as, you know, me being, you know, husband provider trying to make sure I got everything situated, I was like, man, what's about to happen? Like, you know, and I remember I thought a lot of a lot of us in our industry thought like things were going to, you know, mm-hmm. go under. Right. Yeah. You know, because of, I thought for sure that I was not an essential worker. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, I, people <laughs> were like, are you essential? I was like, no, nah. who's going to buy a house during a- the pandemic? Exactly. That was my thought. I'm like, that's the least of somebody's worries. Like, and in then the all pandemic. of a sudden rates went down to yeah, all time low and it money, was like that cheap, that cheap coupon to start printing money two, two, three percent. And like you said, like our phones, I mean, I literally like my phone was mm-hmm. not, it was ringing all the time, all like the time. all the day. And so, I understood during that time, I was like, okay, I don't know how long this is going to be, mm-hmm. but eventually this is going to stop, and it's going to have to get worse. It's not just going to go back to normal. It's going to get bad to get back to normal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of where I feel like we're entering in right now is that, that you know, that bad Quote or that unquote, tough. bad time. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, it is. I mean, I'm, rates I'm, are high. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but it, it's still not a horrible time to buy. People no question. always need a place to live. No question. You know, hopefully the high interest rates will slow down the home price growth because, yeah. you know, That's what appreciation, yeah. of course, appreciation was at what, 30% yeah, in I mean, the past couple of years. And yeah, it's been pretty high for the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, it'll definitely help with that. It'll help with the competition because yeah. now you're eliminating some of those buyers who were riding the fence and now mm-hmm. they may not qualify. So those qualified candidates now have an option. Correct. You know what I'm saying? You can, you can look at homes. You can actually walk in them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Walk through them. Get a home because inspection. Because last year. Yeah, even get a home inspection. Like, get a I home mean, a lot inspection. A of times people were buying houses. Last year, people were buying houses sight unseen. Yep. It was nuts. Yeah. Like, you would make an offer before you even got into, <laughs> before you even actually got a chance to see the house. Yep. And that's something that I don't even think I would be nah, 100% comfortable, comfortable doing. doing but either. it was being done because yeah. that's what, that's, that's the time that we were in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah, it was, it was tough, man. Um, even you know, being a mortgage professional during that time, um, seeing people do these things, making these decisions of purchasing a home without some of the different checks that you would normally do, um, it didn't sit right with me. But I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, that's the decision, and I understand that's the climate that that we were in. So it was just kind of something that you had to do if you really wanted to, you know, purchase a home. You know, right. so I mean, now, like you said, it's. It's, it's correcting itself and, you know, it's taking a sharp turn. But, I mean, it's still a good time to buy a home, as as we always say. Um, you know, there's different options. And what I will say is, you know, especially in these times, you know, you just have to be more creative. You know, that Correct. that's us as the mortgage professional. You know, this is the time for us to really, you know, um, flex our muscle a little bit and be able to kind of advise our buyers on how to still 
um, maneuver through these times, right? right? And so, you know, there's options still, like a 2-1 buy-down um, that I have somebody locked in with now. Um, you know, like I mentioned, the situation where I got on a contract over the weekend, as Sophia mentioned, and on Monday the rates just tanked. And so by the time I was able to speak to this person and go over rates, the rates had changed significantly from what they initially had budgeted for. So we were able to, um, you know, go over the 2-1 the, the buy-down option where in the first year, you know, let's say, for instance, the rate is at 7%. Um, the 2-1 meaning is that the first year of that rate will be down at 5%, and then the second year of that rate will be at 6%, and then the third year, moving on, on a 30-year fix, the rate will be at the, that 7% note. So that that was able to help that buyer kind of ease into that rate versus just abruptly having that mortgage payment like that. And it also gives them the option to kind of defer paying that higher rate. So if rates do go down in the next two years, which you know we're all hoping, then the person could just refinance out of that seven-year note rate and then put them in a better, you know, situation moving forward. So um, just, you know, creative options like that. That's why it's always good to have a, you know, a, a, um, a lender who understands and knows how to maneuver in different climates um, like Sophia and I do. So just shout out to, to us, you know, making stuff happen. You know? <laughs> always making things happen. Yeah. Making it shake. Making it shake. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that like I said, the buy-down option, even adjustable rate mortgages right now are starting to, you know, um, peek their head a little bit more and, and be an option for folks, especially folks who um, are willing to, you know, be a little a little risky, you know what I mean? You know, not, not necessarily knowing what the climate is, but being able to kind of, you know, maybe get a smaller rate for, a, a, you know, a short period of time, maybe three to five or seven years. And then, uh, you know, the rate will adjust after that time frame, you know, depending upon where they are. And then they can always try to refinance, um, you know, once maybe rates get lower during that arm period. So, you know, just kind of knowing what your options are um, are is very important in these times. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, you always got to know what your options are. So reach out to your – reach out to us. I'm not yeah. going to say reach out to your lender. Reach out to us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. I, I agree. I agree. So that, yeah, that was that was Monday. That was, that was a tough Monday. And, I mean, on Tuesday, rates even went low again as well. But, you know, they rallied later in the day on Tuesday and then on Wednesday – um, they, they actually got a lot better. So they are still not quite where they were going into the weekend, but they are pretty close to where they were. So, you know, how the ebbs and flows of this uh, market has been. So we just try to keep an eye on it and keep our buyers and, uh, and uh, real estate agents, you know, um, educated on what's going on. And I know we had a, um, it was a good meeting we had on Tuesday. We had a, a nice oh, the lunch and learn, yeah, the lunch and learn yeah. you know, with, the, with the real estate, with the real estate uh, team. Um, that our teammate Laura, I know she's been kind of working with them and, you know, having conversations with them and seeing how we can, uh, you know, grow business together. And so that was pretty cool to kind of educate them and give them some information about what was going on in the market and, you know, what we're seeing and, you know, what they're seeing. And, you know, and how some of the local programs that are offered here in Virginia. Yeah. And for you guys that don't know, I mean, Brian and I and myself are licensed in Virginia, North Carolina, Maryland, Florida. And then he is also licensed in Georgia as well. Absolutely. So um, at our Lunch and Learn, we were able to kind of go over some of the local programs to yeah. Virginia. But there are probably programs in your local states, um, if you do not live in Virginia and you're listening to this, that you could take advantage of. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Most most states do have some uh, some options, you know, for down payment assistance and closing cost assistance or either or. Uh, depending upon where you're located. So, you know, we definitely are able to help in those states that Sophia mentioned. So, um, sucks. I actually had a, 
I got a guy uh, who's in, down in Florida um, that's purchasing a home. We're trying to have him close today. And as we mentioned, the hurricane, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, coming up uh, from the south and, and it, it hit, uh, he's in Jacksonville. Fort Myers. Yeah, yeah, Fort yeah. Myers pretty hard. It's actually, I know this morning when I saw it, it's starting to turn a little bit different from what they initially uh, projected it to be. And yeah. it's hitting Orlando and Jacksonville pretty, pretty hard. So, um, you know, I, I, it's a military guy that uh, he was really trying to get in before the weekend. He's like, man, the mil- this military housing sucks, man. He's like, I'm trying to get in there, you know, before uh, before the weekend hits mm-hmm. and the storm is kind of, you know, causing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of real estate offices down there, I know they've been, you know, settlement offices have been closed. So. Have you seen those memes on uh, on social media of all the people that's in Florida? And they're like Floridians when you hear a hurricane is coming in their sleep. Have <laughs> nah, you have you seen those? I haven't seen that. Oh, nah, I got to check so, it out. So yeah, that yeah. that's definitely a thing because okay. I remember sleeping through hurricanes that were coming. and I was like, it's knocked out. Yeah, see like here, nobody's business. See, it's fun. Like I said, here it's like in Virginia, it's always been the opposite of what they project. So the times that they project like a major, major, big storm, I mean, we normally didn't really get very much of anything, and then the times that they you know, we're calling for something kind of small. Those are the times where we would get something that was of significance. So it's just like, it's just weird, man. I, you know, just trying to gauge, you know, if you should, you know, evacuate or if you should. I mean, obviously they do a, a mandate evacuate. You got to go, you know what I'm saying? But if it's just, you know, where you could decide if you want to stay or not, you know, typically I stay, but it's just, you know, I don't know. It's, it's hard to call when it comes to those storms, though. So I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is. Oh, yeah. Because you never know. The path can change. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's easier to keep track of, I guess you could say. It's not like a tornado. Yeah. Because tornadoes just come out the blue. Yeah. But a hurricane, at least you could track it and yeah. you have time to get away from it That's or true. to, you know, move in the opposite direction. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. All right, guys. So it's time for Exercise Your Knowledge. Okay. Okay. Right? It's my favorite part of the show. Right? It's my favorite part. So during Exercise Your Knowledge, we're going to go ahead and ask you guys a question. Um, we're going to wait until closer to the end of the um, podcast, and then we'll reveal reveal what that actual answer is. So getting started, um, the question for today is, when evaluating evaluating a self-employed buyer's income, how do we calculate that said income? Mm, okay. Okay, so this is going to be more specific to your self-employed borrowers, mm-hmm. your 1099 employees, mm-hmm. anyone who is not a W-2 employee yeah. <laughs> or someone who gets some type of... Uh, assistance correct from the government yeah yeah self-employed yeah this is a good one i get this one a lot um you know a lot of times business owners don't understand how their income is calculated so i think uh this would be a good question i'm not sure a lot of folks out there understand how uh you know when it comes to you know utilizing your income and qualifying you on you know buying a home how how that's looked at so i think that's a good question we'll get to that answer a little bit later yes yes yeah all right guys so can't wait to get to, to that answer because mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited to talk about that because, like Brian said, we have a lot of self-employed borrowers who, you know, they just it's it's, it's unknown. They Correct. don't know. Correct. And I, and I understand it, you know. Yeah, me too. Um, I was in that position when I first started as a mortgage banker. Mm-hmm. I was unknown as well. Yeah. So 
And imagine being in the profession, profession and not knowing, and then you being a consumer and not knowing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's a good point. Yeah. So, all right, guys. So today we want to talk about um, what the meaning of an appraisal is versus a home inspection. I feel like this is major. I feel like yeah. um, knowing the difference between the two will help you during your home purchase journey. Mm-hmm. And it's simply because one of these items are required and one of them is just simply recommended, but yeah. highly recommended. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but both of them, I would say, are essential to your home purchasing um, journey. Yeah. Um, the appraisal itself is going to be something that is required. The appraisal fee can range between, man, $500 depending yeah. on um, what product you're in, whether it's a VA loan, conventional, FHA, and then also <coughs> depending on how many units you're buying. Yeah, yeah. And if you're looking to purchase in the commercial space, I'm assuming that that appraisal fee could probably be more than the $800. Yeah. These are just estimates. Okay? That's true. The appraisal is is what's going to determine the value of the property that you're buying. So it gives the lender an idea as to what that value is on that particular property. Now, myself and Brian, we do not go out to properties. We do not look at them. <laughs> we see them on the computer, <laughs> but we heavily rely on appraisers to go out to the property and evaluate these properties. So they're gonna be the ones that's going to walk through the property. They're going to be the ones that will probably um, take a look at your exterior, your interior. Um, they will do or run the numbers on how uh, much value you have in that property. And that value will then determine um, how much we can lend on. Absolutely, yeah. So it's, like Sophia said, it's very uh, it's very key in the, in the process. It's one of the, you know, things that happen, um, you know, Shortly after you get on a contract and after the contingency period is, uh, is, is has been completed, the due diligence has been completed, um, we order the appraisal. Um, and like Sophia mentioned, an appraiser goes out to the home, you know, looks at the house. Um, you know, because us as the mortgage company is uh, financing for that home and using that home as collateral, um, you know, the appraiser is going to take a look and make sure that, you know, things are in working order. You know, everything is, you know you know, work into the satisfactory. Make sure of, it has doors. Yeah, make sure make it has sure doors. Make sure there's a house there on the land. Exactly, yeah. Make, make sure sh- there's no holes. Yeah, yeah. Make, just make sure the house is not in a situation where there's like a ha- like it's a hazard, right? Yes. So it's livable. Know, yeah, make sure there's no exposed wiring, you know, mm-hmm. make sure things are functioning that are needed, like heating and cooling and water and those types of stuff. Um, you know, so that is, it's a very important part. And like she said, you know, when it comes to knowing what that, that, house is worth at that particular time. You know, at the end of the day, the appraiser is going to go look at the home, you know, give a, uh, an idea or get get an idea of the condition of the home and then also look at the comps in the area, right? So they're going to look at, you know, what houses are being sold for that are similar to that particular house that's within normally about a mile radius of that home. And they're going to come with their opinion of value. And that lets us know exactly, okay, hey, this house is worth this. And, you know, depending upon what loan type you're in, there's different loan to value requirements. So that's going to allow us to know exactly where we fall when it comes to that. You know, so okay. typically, you know, What's the person's under contract for, you know, an, uh, a real estate agent who's listing the home 
will have the same type of information for the most part that an appraiser does. So, you know, typically the home comes in at value. Sometimes it does come in less um, than what the you know, the home is initially on the contract for. And at that time, then normally we have to renegotiate because we'll, you know, have to, you know, we can't only lend to what the house is worth. We can't give you a loan for more than what the house is actually worth, right? Yeah. So, Because we know, don't want you to start off upside down. Correct, correct. That's yeah, we don't want, yeah. And that's just not, a, that's not a good um, situation for anybody, right? Now, not for the buyer, you know, us, not for the, the lender as well as, you know, who's providing the financing, you know, for the home. You know, we want to make sure that, you know, you're, you're buying the house either at value or even maybe sometimes you'll buy the house where there's we some equity, equity already there day one. So, mm-hmm. you know, those are the wins there. You know, we love to see those when we get the appraisals come in um, and see that those, you know, that person is, you know, buying into a situation where there's already equity day one. Yes. You know? So that's that's really good. So, yeah, there, like Sophia mentioned, the appraisal is a very, very important piece of the home buying process. It's the required uh, item yep. in the home buying process. So chances are you are going to always have an appraisal on a property. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Very important. And then uh, the second piece that uh, she mentioned is a home inspection, right? So Mm -hmm. a home inspection is also something that's very important uh, when it comes to buying a home. The difference, though, between the home inspection and the appraisal is that the home inspection is not required. Um, Us as a lender, we do not require you to get a home inspection. Now, me as a consumer myself, uh, and me as a lender as well, um, I heavily recommend that you get a home inspection. Um, a home inspection is done right after you get the home under contract. And typically, when you're you know putting your offer together with your agent who's helping you as far as you know representing you with that particular purchase, um, you're going to go over some of the different criteria that you're wanting to see uh, when it comes to you know the home and your offer, right? And so typically, you'll write in a contingency period for like seven, ten, or even fifteen days, depending upon you know, how quickly that turn time is as far as what you're looking to purchase the home and how quickly you're looking to close on that home. Um, and so during that time frame is when you would normally get a home inspection done so you can see exactly what's going on, you know, under the home, around the home, inside the home, all, you know, in all facets of that particular home. And a home inspector is there to find things. And sometimes, um, you know, they'll find a lot of things. Sometimes they'll find a little things, right? Uh, but they're there to be able to show you exactly what's going on with that home so you know exactly what to look for and really kind of set yourself up for success, right? So if your heating and cooling system is, is on the older end, they'll be able to kind of tell you like, okay, hey, it's working, but, you know, you're probably going to need a budget to get a new one or get a home warranty. So if it does fail, then you're in position to be able to take care, you know, of that because mm-hmm. that's an important piece in your home. So a home inspector's job is to find everything, find everything that's they wrong can. with the property. Yeah, and a lot of as times... As much as possible. Correct, correct. And it, it's up to you and your real estate agent to determine what you can live with and what you can't. Correct, correct. So when you're going through that list of items that are, you know, slotted to be repaired or that you, that you see where there's something wrong with the property, you go through the list knowing that, okay, some of these are quick fixes. Okay, well, there's a nail missing or, yeah, this needs to be painted or, you know, just simple things like that. But like Ryan said, if it's something big like HVAC, something that can be very costly, you may want to use that to your advantage. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's a good thing. A good home inspector will, 
they'll break it down in different uh, categories where they'll say, hey, this is something that they recommend that you ask for or recommend that you get repaired. Or they'll say this is like you need to actually do it date like right now. Because yeah. like, if you don't do it, then I mean, it's or they'll it, tell you that it's not working. Yeah. Right now, or it's not I mean. working. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in those situations, it's a clear indicator it, that uh, it needs to be fixed before you buy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and I, I don't want you to get overwhelmed, especially for our first time home buyers. Yes. I see it happen a lot of time where a first time home buyer will get a home inspection. Like I said, again, like Sophia mentioned, a home inspection job is to find things. So they're going to find things, right? So right. it could be a list of 20 to 30 things on there that the home inspection has pointed, home inspector has pointed out. Doesn't necessarily mean that that home is not a good investment for yourself um, because that's kind of the, you know, when you're purchasing a home and you, you, you walk through it, you love it, you see it, you get on the contract and you do the home inspection, sometimes it can kind of be deflating uh-huh. because you're seeing all these and things that need to be nervous. done. And you're already nervous. You already have anxiety about the purchase. But you know, you really want to kind of have an open mind when it comes to looking at those things, understanding, you know, what's important, what's not. Because they're going to, if a door is not closing correctly, they're going to write that down on there. So just knowing like, hey, that's not really a, that a may, big item. Yeah, that's that something might that you take can, something where you could just tighten the screws yeah, and it'll you can, work properly. Exactly. And it's understanding exactly what what each item on the uh, home inspection means. Because I've actually had it to where um, the home inspector called for the breaker box to be labeled. Mm-hmm. And soon as the the buyer saw electrical box, I mean, she went crazy. Yep. And so I was like, well, send me the, you know, home inspection. I'm not required to actually review a home inspection because it's not required by the lender. But I was curious to know exactly what she was referring to. Yeah. When I read it, all it asked was them to put labels. Yeah. On the electrical box. And I don't know, you know, for you guys who don't know or never owned a property or even know what I'm referring to, but you know, when you go in your house and your power goes out, that electrical box that you use to go and turn while your breakers are located, (laughs) your breakers on and off, they just wanted them to label each, um, what switch, I guess, breaker, breaker breaker switch. Yeah. Um, so the homeowner would know. What is which? Which which is which? Yeah. So when you go in there, you don't have to always uh, guess. Guess yeah. or you know, in most Trial cases, like me, <laughs> shut them all down and <laughs> all or nothing. <laughs> right, all, all or nothing. nothing. I heard Especially I heard when I'm doing any type of electrical. Anything. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's electrical stuff does scare people. A lot of times, people you know know that things can catch on fire and things can happen. So, but like Sophia said in that situation, that's a very basic ask uh you know when it comes to just labeling something and that you know a person who doesn't know what that means or you know that could scare them and say hey i don't want to buy the house anymore and then it's you know we don't want you to miss out on a good opportunity you know just because of you know you don't know so that's really what your agent is supposed to be there for to be able to explain things to you so you have a a thorough understanding of you know those items and you know what you should ask the seller to come you know because you want to be courteous i mean it's a two-way street you're buying the home they're selling the home um so you don't want to put like, hey, the door is jammed or, hey, this knob is loose. Like, you know, those are things you may, you know, may have to just do yourself. Um, but some of your major things you definitely want them to um, to take care of. So when you're, you know, when you close on a home, you know, you feel confident in your purchase. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, you know, the takeaway from that is home inspection, not required. Mm-hmm. Appraisal, required. Yeah. And also, I want to mention that if the appraiser comes to the lender and says, hey, the value is this. However, we want to see items one, two, and three fixed 
mm-hmm. before you close, mm-hmm. those are going to be the required items that are required. And I keep saying required because I want you guys to really yeah, understand yeah. <laughs> that it's required to be fixed mm-hmm. before you close on the property. So anything that is in that appraisal that they deem required to be fixed, it has to be done before you guys can close because it's required, again, required (laughs) by the lender, not by Brian, not by Sophia, (laughs) but by the lender. Absolutely. And the guidelines set by who? The lender. Freddie? Freddie or Freddie and Fannie. Yeah, Freddie and Fannie. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah Freddie and Fannie. I mean, and that's, that's good that Sophia mentioned that because, um, you know, and again, it's just really there to help everyone involved, right? So the things that they'll, you know, say, hey, needs to be done before, you know, a buyer can close on a home, maybe, I don't know, some rotted wood that needs to be addressed, right? Um, some handrails that maybe need to be addressed, you know, where there's steps and you're trying to get up the steps, you know, having handrails, that's kind of something there just, you know, for your, you know, for, safety. Your, for your safety, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So those are typically the things that are marked on a, um, an appraisal that, um, you know, an appraisal is going to require, you know, based on that loan type and based on the guidelines of that loan type um, to be completed before, you know, you can close on the home. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Speaking of appraisals and home inspections, right? Yeah. Uh, we've gone through uh, countless. Yeah. Home inspections, appraisals, whatever was required by the lender, yeah. right? Um, what is the craziest request by an appraiser that you've ever seen? Oh, that's going to be a tough question. So by an appraiser? Yeah. What was required to be fixed by an appraiser? Mm. Before you can close. Before you I can have close. one. All right. You have go. one. Okay, go ahead and get it out because you might, you, might, you might get my mind going. Because I... <laughs> I, I, there's been a couple I, I, that stick out to me, but I mean, to me, they weren't really like crazy. Like I, like I get they it. They were so minor that the, it was just yeah, like, it, it was mind blowing for me. Okay, okay. Right, so was, I'm, I'm just one? gonna go ahead and tell you what mine is. What was yours? The appraiser called for the owner to clean the carpet before we closed. Oh wow! <laughs> really? Serious. Oh, wow. I've never, I've never heard of that one. It was before. a VA appraisal. A VA, yeah, a little tougher, a little tougher. Um, but clean the carpet. Yep. Interesting. Clean the carpet. I looked at that appraisal and I said, "What? <laughs> Are yeah. they serious? Clean the carpet?" Yeah. But yeah, that was that was by far the um, the craziest request from an appraiser that I had uh, I have ever experienced. Yeah. Um, before. I haven't had anything ever. like that. I mean, I've had. <laughs> things were like it was something very small like they this paint like I don't know it was like I think it was like some trim they were like hey this doesn't look like it's painted correctly um you know the 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 seller is going to have to paint this before you know that buyer can close so just okay. kind of something like tedious yeah. like I've that, seen that you know especially where, like with the um Trim. Yeah, with the trim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Property, yeah. Like what they call it, the fascia. fascia yeah, yeah, fascia, yeah. Fascia. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So it was just I've seen like little small stuff like that. I'm like, ah, like you know, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, in the grand scheme of things, I, I get it. I get it. And they're, yeah. they're doing their job to the yeah, best. Yeah, their, their job ability. is to make yeah. sure that the appraiser is there not to be against you, but to help you. So, Correct. you know, the appraiser's job is to make sure that that particular property is sound when you're in it. Yeah. You know, they want to make sure that you are getting a quality property. They can't guarantee anything, but they can definitely tell you um, what your home is worth, and they can make sure that it's deemed livable. Correct. Yeah, now that's that's 100% correct. And then I also wanted to just touch real quick 
Um, I know we mentioned the cost for appraisals. Um, the cost for home inspections uh, are typically a little bit cheaper than appraisals that I've seen them be anywhere between three to five hundred dollars. Um, typically what they are is they're based on the square footage of the home. Um, the home inspector uh, is going to you know, assess the square footage of the home because they're going to, like I said, crawl all around it, under it, on top of it. Um, and depending upon how much, how size, yeah, how yeah. much size of the home, you know, that's going to depend on how long the inspection is going to be, and also how many areas they have to, you know, go in or go under. So um, the cost for home inspections, like I've seen, I've seen them range between three to five hundred dollars, so yeah. a little bit cheaper. But that is something that you need to budget for, obviously, when you're buying a home, because I do highly recommend um, getting a home inspection. Yes, definitely, yeah. definitely, highly recommend getting a home inspection. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. So now we're back to exercise your knowledge. So earlier in the segment, we asked for you guys to exercise your knowledge. And the question of the day was, when evaluating a self-employed borrower's income, how do we calculate the income? Oh, so you got to do a drum roll, right? Yeah. Drum roll. Okay. Drum roll. All, All right. right. So the answer is we average the two-year net income. For that said business. And what is net income, Brian? This that's the key. The net income is the income that you have after all expenses, all deductions, all employees have been paid. Whatever that income is, that's the or whatever that, that amount is that's left after all of those things have been accounted for, that is the business income and that's what we uh, use. So, you know, typically like right now, we're in twenty twenty two. So, you know, a person would have completed their taxes by now for 2021 and definitely 2020. So we would average the net, 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 the net income for said business for 2020 and 2021. Correct. So that's that's how that is calculated. A lot of times, you know, folks think it's the gross income, right? Because when you're actually buying a home and you're an employee, we actually look at your gross income. We look at your income prior to those things being taken out as far as like if you have health care or, you know, any type of things that are taken out. So um, let me paint the picture. So yeah. if you make $50,000 a year and that's your salary, that was what you consider your gross income. Correct. Okay. And if you write off anything, if you have health in, health insurance, if you contribute to your 401k, if you, I mean, what other deductions? State yeah, you're talking about as an employee, you're saying? Yeah, as an employee, everything yeah. that you... Yeah, healthcare. Healthcare, I mm -hmm. mean, and then after that, whatever that income is, I'm, I'm assuming it's somewhere around... Probably about 30, 30, 30, 40 40% less than than the gross at that particular time once you account for all those things that are taken yeah, out. Yeah, so you probably bring home about 38, 36,000. Mm -hmm. That's your net income. Yeah. Okay. So when it comes to business owners, there is no one that is um, deducting taxes or deducting those expenses from you and your weekly income. Right. Mm -hmm. So as a business owner, your job is to, at the end of the year, get you a CPA or however you do your taxes and you accumulate all that income and then you pay um, you, you at that time. That's when you do your deductions. Yeah. And so. We're going to use the income that is reported to the IRS. Correct. This can't be income that you made up or that you didn't report because, according to the IRS, yeah, <laughs> if you didn't Uncle report Sam, it, it didn't happen. It didn't happen exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's that's key. I mean, I know a lot of folks 
um, you know, get savvy with the write-offs and things of that nature and take advantage of some different um, loopholes that are out there to avoid paying, you know, a certain amount of taxes. And that's fine. I understand all that, right? But, you know, when it comes to buying a house, just understand that that could impact your buying power. So you could be making a certain amount of money as far as, you know, dollars coming in and, and receipts and things of that nature. But once you've accounted for all those different write-offs and deductions that you do, you know, we can only count whatever income you're reporting to the IRS. So that's a key because a lot of times I'll get business owners that will come to me and they've written off a lot of things to avoid paying taxes. And then when it comes to qualifying, they look at me when they only qualify for, you know, $100,000 when they're trying to buy maybe a four or $500,000 home. So um, just understanding that it's a two-year average is what we look at. So we add what you wrote, what you uh, netted in 2020 and 2021, and then we divide it uh, by two. And then whatever that income is, that's what we use for your income. So that's the qualifying income for a business owner. Yeah. All right. So I hope that helps our business owners out there with understanding how your income is calculated in order to qualify for a mortgage. I know that uh, a lot of business owners think that if your gross income was $300,000 for the year, that's considered your income, but it's not. We're going to calculate an average over two years of your business income um, that has been reported to the IRS. That's correct. That's right. That's right. That's absolutely correct. All right, guys. So, what, uh, Brian, what you got coming up next? What's what's going on this weekend? Um, so this weekend, I'm actually going down to. We have a um, a beach home. We have a home in the Outer Banks. Um, I'm pretty sure folks probably have heard of the Outer Banks. It's about an hour and a half away no, from most folks. Uh, don't no? have not, no. Oh, I never okay. heard of the Outer Banks huh? until I moved here. Did you ever watch the Netflix series Outer Banks? No. Oh, it was fire. You gotta check it out. Mm. Yeah, put it put that on your to do list. It's a it's a fire. Uh, probably not. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Excuse me. It sounds boring. Outer Banks. Oh, no. Okay. I'm just playing. That joint was fire. <laughs> it was fire. Um, but, nah, so we, uh, we have a home in the Outer Banks um, that we use for short-term rental. And uh, we don't really get the opportunity to, you know, go down there ourselves because a lot of times it's being rented really from April 1 to Labor Day weekend. And so we typically try to go down there in the fall. And so uh, we already had planned to go down there this weekend. Um, me, Brooke, um, and then also uh, a couple of my buddies, them and their spouse are going as well. So it sucks because the hurricane is coming up this way. We have planned to golf and, you know, hop in the pool before we close the pool out and even go down to the beach and do all these things that are outside. But it looks like we're going to be just camped up in the house, you know, playing games and drinking and, and having a good time. So, so, so guys, this morning when Brian told me that he, they were going to the uh, beach house, I said, have you ever uh, watched this movie called um, – why did I get married? He yeah. was listening, looking at me like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what is that called? Yeah. Yeah. I had never seen that <laughs> so movie. So as soon as he mentioned the beach house, I said, oh, okay. I was like, you guys are having a, a Tyler Perry beach house retreat weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's. He was like, I had, we had to Google it. Yeah, we did Google you it. You know, yeah. we had to, I had to show him. So, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, if you guys haven't saw the movie, I think that since y'all at the house, you might as well take advantage of, you know, all, all sit in front of the TV and watch it. Yeah, I don't know. that We might do that. I don't know. Like I said, it's kind of an open script now. We had a game plan. Now it's kind of it's up in the air, you know, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens, man. But I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, it's both both the gentleman that I'm going with and, and their spouse. I mean, we all are. 
you know, we all live in the same neighborhood. We hang out all the time. So we're yeah. definitely looking forward to, to going down there. Like I said, I'm looking forward to going down there just because we haven't been down there. Shoot, I mean, almost in a year. I think last time we went down there was like in November of last year. So uh, I'm looking forward to just going down there. I typically take inventory of the house, seeing if there's anything broken, anything that needs to be fixed, um, you know, going into the next year that, uh, that we rent it out. So that's going to be our weekend um, coming back Sunday. And uh, yeah, I mean that's pretty much pretty much it. I'm out. My, my, um, we'll shout out my wife Brooke. Her birthday is October fifth, so that's next week. I'm not sure exactly what day that falls on. Um, so how you don't know what day that falls on? Oh, I mean the fifth is. Let me put my calendar I out. I think it's a Tuesday. Tuesday. Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, so her birthday is next week. Uh, next Wednesday. So definitely looking forward to that. You know, celebrating another year together. All right. Happy birthday, Brooke. Yeah. Well, that's all the time that we have for you today. But I want you guys to please follow us at SKB Mortgage and B Roy Star. Yeah. And remember. Hold on. You didn't say what you got going on this weekend. What you doing this weekend? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. That's probably why you ain't saying nothing. (laughs) I ain't doing nothing, y'all. Please. Hey, look. I'm on my list to do. Nothing. And now look, (laughs) like we talked about. What do you want to do this weekend? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> now, now I'm holding you to that because, like we talked about, you'll just find something else to do and then you'll, you know, be tired. Well, right? you know, hold on, wait. Uh, I, hold I got on. my cleaning lady coming tomorrow. Okay. So the house should be clean, so you, that you, you shouldn't have to clean, right, this Correct. weekend. Okay. So cleaning please do nothing. Tomorrow. Get recharged. You know. Unless sports is, you know, coming up. True. I mean, I got. I got football I'm sure, game I'm and pretty, I got basketball I'm, tryouts, but I mean, I'm outside pretty sure of that's that, going to be canceled. Yeah. I'm doing. Nothing. That's cool. I plan to sit on the couch and do nothing unless mortgage calls my name. There you go. There you go. There you go. Then I'm probably going to be your backup. There you go. That's true. (laughs) That's true. I'm I'm, I'm definitely going to be enjoying myself for sure. I'm probably not going to be in the right state of mind to be answering uh, mortgage questions this weekend. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. So, uh, again, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That's all the time that we have for this week. Thank you for following the podcast. Please follow us at SKB Mortgage and B Roy Star. And always remember the quote of the day will is this: Optimism is the one quality more associated with success and happiness than any other. Um, I really believe that. Uh, a lot of folks who know me, I think even Sophia will vouch for this that I'm a very glass half full and half empty guy. I believe any and everything can happen. I'm very optimistic. Even if it doesn't look like it's going to happen, I still feel like it's going to happen. I watch, I played sports my whole life. A lot of times it's like, oh, there's only a certain amount of time. There's no way they're going to win. Like, no, I'm not like that. I'm like, there's time on the clock. There's still an opportunity to make it happen. So um, I really believe in this quote. You got to be optimistic because if you don't believe in it, who's going to believe in it? Right. So you got to be that person. Um, to believe in yourself and believe in whatever you're doing, whatever you put your mind to. Always got to bet on yourself, right? Always. Always. Well, that's all we got. Thank you for listening to our podcast, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>